I'm Cray Beaumont Flynn. Welcome to Beyond the Design, a show that gives you a peek behind the curtain of the design industry and shares the stories of those that are the driving force behind it. Well, today on Beyond the Design, we have Ali Bruski, uh, Vice President of Hospitality with Milliken, and Brian Maloney, National Sales Manager of Milliken. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having us. Thanks for Absolutely. having us. Well, Ali, why don't we start with you and tell us a little bit of what you do at your role at Milliken, and uh, then Brian, you can tell us a little bit about your role and responsibilities in Milliken itself. Sure. So I actually just stepped into a new role in the last couple of weeks. I'm pretty new, um, but I have taken over as the business leader for our hospitality group at Milliken. So fantastic. Well, congrats. Thank you. Uh, Cray, I'm the uh, national sales manager uh, in charge of the sales force in hospitality uh, in the U.S. And I report to Allie. Okay. Well, (laughs) and and I'm on on your Two stints, I'm on year 29 at Milliken. Fantastic. So why don't you go ahead and t- tell us a little about the Milliken story? Well, Milliken is uh, really kind of focused on bringing some solutions to the hospitality industry. We're really well known in printed carpet, and we've been doing that for 50 years. So we have a lot of innovations that really make modular carpet Um, and hard surface flooring appropriate for hospitality spaces. So I would say that's probably what we're known uh, the best for is being able to print and register. So we're the only manufacturer of carpet in the world that can print carpet tile in precision so that you can make big artwork pieces and large scale um, kind of broad loom type looks in modular flooring. So that's kind of the biggest thing. And obviously sustainability and, um, you know, design as well. So how is it Milliken leading the charge of doing this and for the next phase of our industry since our phase in our industry is ever so changing? Yeah, absolutely. And I'll be interested to hear Brian's kind of weighing in on this as well. But um, Milliken is a company of scientists. So we have actual people in lab coats walking around. We're one of four divisions at the company, of which chemicals is one, textiles is one, and also healthcare. So we get a lot of, uh, I think, kind of influence and benefit from our other divisions, innovating either ingredients or performance solutions. Um, So we have, you know, our scientists and technicians that are always pushing the envelope on what is possible. That helps us certainly in performance, but also from the design arena. So being able to get more colors um, into the carpet, you know, pushing the boundaries of what's possible um, as far as the type of looks. So instead of just tufted, you know, designs, we can actually get kind of watercolor type looks and ombre effects and um, over 4,000 colors in a single square meter. So that's something that we've just invented in the last couple of years with a new uh, piece of equipment. And we'll continue to push that envelope in design and, um, you know, as we move forward as well. So, Brian, anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I would say, you know, with, with all our scientists and over 5,000 patents, uh, no, one of the things that, that separates us is we're just not a carpet company. And we, as Ali said, we use the knowledge from across all the divisions. And it, it, number one thing you do when you, you, you have a presentation with a customer is just talk a little about Milliken. And it surprises everybody that we have 5,000 patents. We have uh, so many PhDs running around. Uh, it's, it's a very, very special and unique company. 
So on the design uh, aspect, do you have a set design that you work with? Do you have a design team that actually comes up with a specific design? And do you actually do customization for projects from various designers? Yeah, absolutely. We have an in-house design team. We have kind of our running line product design team and then also our custom team. About 90% of what we do at Milliken is in hospitality is uh, running through the custom team. So we're certainly very good at that. It's really incredible to watch this team work because we'll work with clients who have kind of a vision or some inspiration for a project. They'll share that with our team. And also kind of the functionality or the skew count, some of the parameters that uh, maybe are coming from the brand or ownership. And our team will just reinterpret that into our technology to really put forth some incredible designs that also fit the needs of the space. Um, you know, because we have the in-register carpet printing capability, if we're working in printed we can do an entire property without any noticeable seams or transitions, which is a, a pretty unique element for a Millican as well and makes for a really nice uh, translation on the floor. And how does a Millican incorporate innovation? Do you have an innovation team that actually looks at sustainability and the next, I guess, it factor? Yeah, we do. I mean, Millican is pretty special. As Brian says, we've you know had our first recycling policy in the year 1901. So historically, we've been very focused on sustainability and also as a privately held company. Um, I think that gives us a lot more freedom to make long-term decisions. When you have to focus on quarterly earnings, you don't get to do uh, maybe the same type of investments and commitments. Um, so we're very focused on sustainability and have been for, you know, 120 years. Mm -hmm. um, so we have a global team that kind of looks at that from a broad perspective. So we're a part of the floor covering. Maybe it's ingredients or different techniques or reclamation, reuse. Um, and then we also participate within our enterprise, um, which would be maybe more focused on kind of the, the big picture things um, as well. So that's kind of the sustainability piece. Fantastic. So what is Millican doing leading the next edge of uh, innovation and sustainability? What's what's really on the forefront of them actually making it a mark, a bigger mark, I guess you could say? Yeah, so we just launched last November our impact carbon neutral program. So globally, we've made a commitment that every floor covering product, if it's LVT, if it's carpet tile, entry flooring, um, is going to be carbon neutral. And at this point, like everyone else, we're doing that through um, carbon offsets, so purchasing um, carbon offsets. But we've also made commitments and are putting some financial dollars into investing in, um, you know, things that are actually they're in manufacturing, decarbonizing, dematerializing the product. So you get the same performance, but with less, mm -hmm. uh, which is kind of the holy grail, right? And we're also in our modular landscapes kind of solution because we're able to do things in carpet tile that nobody else can do. We see a significant waste savings in the property um, with modular flooring. So that's a big piece of it because not only do, you know, the one writing the checks love it because you're paying less because there's less waste, uh, but also there is a significant carbon footprint impact on that as well. Brian, I'm just jumping in, you know, no, I no, you, you, myself, you nailed so it. You nailed it. please, please you nailed uh, take it. over you here. No, no, you nailed it. <laughs> so incorporating the global market, how does Millican work in the more, I think, diverse and 
small world that the world is becoming smaller and smaller. How is uh, the market, the global market, being incorporated by Milliken? So we have, um, you know, a global footprint and we have collective studios that talk to each other. So whether it's trying to find synergies and designs and the color blank, maybe there's a set of neutrals that will cross over. Um, but we have, you know, local manufacturing in different regions as well. So we do have slightly different, you know, equipment, um, but really trying to offer the same kind of uh the big picture value proposition across the globe would truly be who Milliken is, but also incorporating that local knowledge because we know, you know, even within the EU, for example, from a design standpoint, you're going to have different colors and preferences. Um, so we want to make sure we don't get so uh, one note from a global perspective that we forget to be regional to reach that market. Right. Yeah. And it's been that it's been that way for you know, Mr. Milliken uh, implemented that many, many years ago. So it's it's very much a local, like for instance, our plants here produce for for North America. Uh, it's it's and it, and it you know with all the issues with freight and everything that that went on in the last year or so, uh, we were we with our production here, it saved a lot of problems and it actually helped business times. And it's good for sustainability too totally. to manufacture a little closer to the project. So, so tell me a little bit more about life, professional life at Milliken from each of you. Brian, why don't you start? I feel bad. Sure. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I started at Milliken right out of school in 1987, and I worked here until 2012, and I went on to work for other companies. And I always wanted to come back. Uh, it's a very unique company. Uh, the innovation, the, it's, it's people, it's relationships. Uh, it, we're a very unique company where there are a lot of people, for instance, in our sales force, we have two people over 40 years with the company. Uh, so it's that <laughs> long-term where people come and they stay, uh, where, uh, and the family is very involved. Uh, Mr. Milliken used to be really involved, but now we have a CEO, Holsey Cook, and the family is is behind the scenes now. But they're they're hands on. They know what's happening. Um, as Ali said earlier, uh, that that puts us in a unique position. But it comes down, you know, we're a very special place. Uh, really, it comes down to the people. Uh, everybody in the company, no matter what, tries to help each other. And that's very, very unique. You don't see that in other companies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sounds like it has a, a wonderful, very secure uh, corporate culture that people don't leave. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and people who do leave like myself come back, yeah. you know, and, and, and you realize when you're, when you're not here, how special the company is. And, yeah, just uh, where, to, okay. where are you based out of, uh, Brian? Uh, New York. New York City. Oh, okay. All right. Allie. Uh, and you, uh, Allie? Well, I was going to say one of the things that has struck me about Milliken is that we truly live our values. And yeah. I think that's also something that is maybe harder to find everywhere. Um, I'm actually from the town where Milliken is based in Spartanburg, South Carolina. <laughs> um, I lived away for a long time and came back to the upstate of South Carolina and had kind of targeted Milliken as a place 
you know, that I wanted to work. And a lot of that was because they were, um, you know, putting out front and center on social media during the pandemic and really what they stood for as far as the people and the planet. And um, it really spoke to me because, you know, we all work so hard. You want to do it for a company that deserves those efforts, I think. Right, right. Um, so I think that's really impressive about Millican. It's not a marketing campaign or lip service. We truly are focused on innovation. You know, we've won the Ethisphere Award 17 times uh, for doing what we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I'm in a, a sort of One of only six ex- companies. One of yeah, only six that's right. Companies. In the whole world that has won that honor that many times in a row. So that's you know, really speaks, I get, and again, in addition to the tenure of so many folks here, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, they would leave if not. So that's a testament to, but I um, actually just got back from maternity leave. So I've had a really interesting experience as just a, a woman and a mother and a parent, you know, within the company and felt very taken care of. And when I saw you, Cray at HD, you know, I was working through my second week back of maternity <laughs> leave. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, it's just not something you find everywhere. And we had a meeting with our CEO with Halsey. And at the end of the business review, he asked me what my experience was like um, being a new mother at Milliken, which I thought was incredible. He was that keyed in to, you know, doing what they say and and really valuing people in different phases of life. So. So let me uh, let me ask you, what's a typical day for the both of you at Milliken? Brian better be making sales calls. Yes, I have to make a lot of sales calls, otherwise. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's going to be a long week. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm based in our home office, um, so I come in typically uh, three days a week and meet with the team. You know, as mm-hmm. I said, I'm still kind of transitioning into a new role, but. Um, a lot of my day now is just kind of learning from our team, what's going on with them, uh, what challenges are they up against. And, you know, I'm very, very fortunate in this position that the people on my team know a lot more about their jobs than I do. And so uh, we have just an incredible group of folks uh, in hospitality. We're very lucky and that makes me lucky too. So trying not to get in the way too much and uh, taking some roadblocks out and then connecting with our kind of more national account type customers is what I focus on. Uh, And person very busy. She's, she's done a great job uh, just in, in business development and now, now, running the show it's it's been spectacular um and and it's 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 very exciting because a high percentage of our industry and hospitality are women and it's a huge shift for us to have ali who's young energetic very smart very competitive running the show for us and uh, it, it and, and that's another thing where we've evolved uh, as a company with Millican. Uh, to answer your question is, um, my weeks vary. I mean, if, if I could be going to a corporate meeting or I'm out with the sales team with customers or at a trade show or uh, like last week with a holiday week, I, I was here at home and, you know, talking to salespeople, customers. Uh, you know, our sales team is, you know, we, we have a really good group of people. They're very hardworking, very honest. Uh, it, they have my back, I have their back. So it's it's a pleasure to come to work every day. So what is the signature story that makes unique uh, Milligan? Go ahead, Brian. No, Ali, you go. You go with this one. Um, 
Thank you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think what Milliken does better than, uh, you know, anybody else is we use our innovations to support design and to give you, you know, zero trade-offs as far as the look, but to find solutions. And our design team is so unique in that I think they're equal parts left brain and right brain. So they're going to bring something to the project. Um, They love getting a challenge and they're going to bring something to it that's very inspired um, and with our technology, you know, very beautiful, but at the same time makes it really easy to sell in because it just makes so much sense, whether that's from simplifying the SKU count to ensure, you know, more successful installation to offering, you know, background that's going to hide where to make tile replacement easier. Um, all of that. I think that combination is really a hallmark of what Milliken brings to the industry. I, I, I agree with Ali. I was going to just say the same thing on innovation. Uh, it's it, that, you know, we have the ability, as Ali mentioned earlier, in register tile, which is basically our carpet tile looks like Broadland. And we're the only ones in the industry who can do that. Uh, all of our products come with an attached pad. So that helps with underfoot comfort. Uh, a whole variety of things. Uh, we've had no claims on mold. So it's it's very unique. Everything we do, we Ali mentioned earlier uh, with regard to the machine. I mean, that was mm-hmm. built by our team. It was the scientists. It's, it's an amazing, uh, just overall, uh, we're always looking for solutions. And, and that, that's the key word in, from the sales side. We want to be a solutions provider. And we're very, very, very unique on what we do, and um, and we're proud. So to expand upon the innovation aspect, without <coughs> giving us any classified information, what's some new exciting products that Milliken is working mm. on? Well, we have a couple things, Brian, and you can add to this, but oh, the yeah, two yeah. things that I'm most excited about. Um, so it's kind of a continuation of our in-register capability. Our design team has created a framework called Continuous Random. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it gives you pattern match precision carpet and tile, but every single tile is unique and it doesn't have to be installed in a certain order. So it's kind of hard to explain without some visual support. But essentially, you know, when you're looking at a corridor and you want it to have that broad loom kind of look with a pattern continuing, typically your installer is going to have to look at the back and be very intentional on exactly where they place each you know, individual design. Here we have that variation built in, but the installer does not have to pay attention to where they're putting it as long as it's in directionality. So that's really cool. And we can do, you know, just a simple one SKU that has that, or we could do a kit of parts to create door drops or accent areas. Um, So that's very interesting on just the procurement side from simplification. You think about attic stock, you have one SKU instead of 10 different ones. So continuous random is something we'll be doing a lot more um, design work in and bringing out. And then the other one is we're doing some additional construction. So we'll have some really unique textures to serve as the canvas, the starting point for our designs. And because we you know, focus on print, that really allows you to kind of go from the very highest in you know, carpet yeah. construction down to maybe the lowest in if you're in a value engineering and not have to start over on the design work. That's kind of a unique, um, I think, benefit of working in print. 
as we know, things and budgets are, we kind of start out at the very top, right? And then we have somebody come in and kill the party for us and, and make us <laughs> drop down in the price point. And uh, print is a really great vehicle to, to save time in that regard. Continuous Random is, was a huge hit at the HD show. And as Sally said, we're, we're definitely pushing it because we're the only ones who can do it. And it's, it's a very exciting. And we're, 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 as Ali said, we're, we're making the story simpler so we can right. explain it without the visuals. So given that our industry is ever so changing mm-hmm. consistently and continuously over and over, how is the industry changing and how is Milliken playing a part of that change? Allie, uh, Brian, why don't you go, Brian, because yeah. you have a longer history. Sure. Uh, how the industry is changing. Well, I, I the pandemic caused, the, from a sales side, caused right. a very, very uh, difficult way of getting in front of customers, even after the pandemic. Because mm-hmm. we've evolved from the pandemic where everybody was in the office five days a week. There are accounts that they're lucky they're in three days a week. In right. some cases, it's one day a week. So if you're working on a, a project, say, Cray, you and I are working on it, and you're, you're traveling to a project, and I'm in, and we both have to make a decision, but we're not going to see each other again for another week. So it causes that a delay. Um, the other thing that, uh, that, that we're trying to figure out, and, and we're working with other vendors in hospitality, for instance, lighting, or, you know, we're trying to group various suppliers together to get in front of the customers because they're not there, you know, and there's very limited time. I mean, you know, I had an instance this morning, customer uh, asked us to come in on July 6th and the next date was January. So, and it's never, never was like that. Never. So it, again, it's just that staying in front with finding unique ways with, with, and, and, you know, from the sales with new products, it puts a great strain on the designers because mm-hmm. if we're not in front of them, they don't see the new products. They only right. see it on, on if they're online. So that, that's the biggest change from my side. Yeah. And do you think um, the trends that are happening, do you think uh, Milliken is on top and on the forefront of those trends? He, yes. Yes, very much. Is yeah, you know, any, I go ahead, Allie. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to build on what Brian said, you know, trying to find a way to get in front of customers. And then also, you know, I've heard from different, you know, brands and designers that it's very difficult to get through projects as quickly as they need to because people are not in the office together. And um, I also think, you know, pretty much every company made some, you know, adjustments in size during the pandemic as hospitality mm-hmm. was so hard hit. I don't see a whole lot of evidence that those teams have built back, you know, at, at any part of the process. I think everybody is expected to do more with less people and also with less face-to-face collaboration. So there's a challenge there. And that's something we think about as a supplier. How do we facilitate uh, virtual collaboration, you know, what can we do in our process to take some of the workload off? Um, so I think that's something that is, uh, you know, unique and will be important to address as we move forward, a, a way for us to really add value to our our customers, you know, whether it's design firm or brand. Um, so that's a big piece of it too. And, 
And then in terms of design, I think, you know, everybody seems to be a little bit more open to having, uh, you know, these these solutions, kind of a little bit more practical design. So uh, whether that's sustainability driven, if that's budget constraint driven, I think in, in those terms, you know, with our color space and also our technology allows us to do very small runs. I think that's uh, something where we're really on the forefront too is being able to do bespoke design, but at very low minimums uh, mm-hmm. through our mass customization, which our equipment allows us to do. So I think we're really, you know, following those market trends that that make sense for us. And then in pure design, we're doing more and more with texture and color and pattern um, to try to bring that angle as well. And is there educational component in reaching out to new clients and, and Millican providing that um, learning curve, I guess, for the new product that's out there? Yeah, it's interesting. There's sort of a debate going on at NWH on whether or not CEUs are still appealing and interesting. I'm I'm actually on the education committee uh, for NWH, so we've talked a lot about this. Um, I I do think it's a big challenge for any supplier. The ones that we've talked to in different, you know, you know, not just floor covering, but mm-hmm. when you have a new innovation, how do you? you know, make sure that your designers and your customers really understand that if you don't get to get in front of them. So we'll have to figure out new ways to bring that to market. And we try to do some of that through our digital tools. Maybe it's an interactive brochure. And I think there's an opportunity for us to do more videos. Um, And we appreciate the chance to be on your podcast because I think this is another (laughs) great example of, uh, you know, a new media that gives us a good avenue for that. Absolutely. So if there's a signature story of Milliken, what would the signature story be of Milliken? Mm. Your two your two minute elevator pitch, Brian. <laughs> Ooh, thank you, Cray. That's Ooh, good. <laughs> two minute elevator pitch on Milliken. Well, signature story with Milliken, and I think it's a, a the values and the leadership uh from our fire, our our plant in nineteen ninety-six uh burned down. And it was rebuilt in six months and no one lost their jobs. They went overseas. Uh, so Mr. Milliken was there every day. You know, they, they said it would take years to build and it was six months. And it's, I, I always look back on that. I was in the fabric division when that happened and it just showed the leadership. We have a unique company with innovation, with great people, with great leadership. And we're not scared to try something new where we'll take innovation from, you know, the, the chemical business. And suddenly, you know, someone says, hey, why don't, why don't we do it over here? And that makes us very unique because the other carpet companies, you know, no disrespect, they're, they, they just do that. Right. But we're a very, very unique company with that. I you love that fire too, story, too. That, yeah. Huh? Oh, <laughs> I said you almost filled two minutes. <laughs> almost, almost. That's what was that, Ali? I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to say that's a, such a great story to that really I think highlights the culture at Milliken yeah. and the leadership mm-hmm. style. And I think you know, Mr. Milliken had gotten the quote for like what 18 months to rebuild, and he goes, <laughs> yeah. "We're going to do it in six months." <laughs> And we're going to work around the clock. And he showed up. It wasn't like just giving edicts, you know, from the office. 
Uh, so he was there. And I just laughed to think about all of our, our team members from, you know, LaGrange, Georgia, getting sent all over the world to do different jobs in that time period. And um, that's just a huge commitment to the people to make sure that nobody missed a paycheck and nobody did. That's mm-hmm. in a catastrophic fire. That's pretty incredible. Definitely. It actually sets sets apart Milliken from as your competitors, I, I, I would believe. Uh, being a global company, what do you think are the differences that are being incorporated that Milliken addresses on the global market? Mm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I haven't had a whole lot of direct um, responsibility on the global side. So I may have kind of an outside perspective there. Um, But I do think we have to recognize what makes sense to leverage as a Millican value proposition globally, but then also maintain that, you know, ability to be nimble and really focus, go deep um, for the region and recognizing that everybody is different. So there are probably some synergies, you know, certainly in hospitality as a segment, Uh, But we focus on we have a huge contract side of the business. So we're looking at senior living. And um, I imagine that's pretty different. And, you know, no matter where you go in the world, there might be slightly different needs there. Mm -hmm. So it's really just making sure you synergize on the things that are important and make sense where you can. But then not not getting so broad that you miss the ability to be really tailored and targeted because we're trying to provide solutions. Right. And, and that's not yeah. a one size fits all, you know, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I had a conversation with probably about six months ago with uh, my counterpart in the UK and he was trying to figure out how we in the United States sell multifamily and senior living. And it was, it was totally interesting conversation. We're going back and forth. We know each other for a long time. And, it was totally different routes to market, totally different approaches and design, but we learned a lot, you know, and if anything new comes out that, that I think will fit, uh, you know, we, we, we share a lot of information. Uh, and one thing that the company does as well, we have global leadership meetings where people, everybody from around the world comes in. So, and it's great to meet, you know, my counterparts all around the world you just, it, it's Good synergy, and we're looking for. Hopefully, we'll have a meeting this year. Now coming up, another one at the end of the year. But it's it's, and, and again, you go over there. There's there's many people who, who have been with the company a long time as well. So, to add upon that, uh, the question I have is then, what is Milliken looking at into other markets or other other sectors of the industry? Is there any expansion or plans to actually look mm-hmm. more in? Uh, pinpoint other markets they want to get into or other sectors of the industry? Uh, I I would say, you know, just over the last couple of years, we've made a lot of, as a company, made a lot of acquisition, few big acquisitions. Um, And we're led to believe that uh, we have an entire team that does it, that, that, that looks at all acquisitions in any of the business segments or even new business segments. Uh, I think that's going to continue to be aggressive. That's that's the big change from the top and the family over the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Ali, I put Brian on the stand now. It's your turn. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Thank give you. Me the, give me the two minute uh, pitch on Millican hospitality. I think it all ties back to our modular landscapes. 
uh, solution, which is taking all of our proprietary innovations that drive design and performance and putting that into a modular framework, which is carpet tile, LVT, um, and really, again, combining all of the, the benefits of design so you don't have to trade off to also check these boxes of being a, a very practical flooring choice. So I think our ability to do that uh, is really second to none. And again, we're the only company in the world that can make carpet tile look like Broadloom, and that's still very important for our segment. Uh, so that's a key differentiator for us, too. And we've got the best people in the industry. So. What, maybe you can expand upon this a little bit. What is the process of manufacturing for Milliken? So one thing that's very, yeah, it's really unique for us because most people mm-hmm. making carpet tile are going to make broad loom and then they're going to chop it up mm-hmm. into pieces. We actually have a, a process that allows us to print on individual carpet tiles. So our latest and greatest uh, machine, it was a $34 million development project. We lovingly call it Excalibur. And uh, (laughs) it took, yes, it was a big investment. Also, you know, finished during the pandemic. So we're still unleashing its capabilities. Uh, But that machine allows us to print in precision. So we have 125,000 droplets of dye going down on a moving target every single second, perfectly in precision. Um, It's also, and I think our marketing team gets mad when I relate it to this because it's not as fancy, but I'm a simple person. I like simple analogies. So if you think about going into a Walgreens to print pictures off your phone, once you upload the data, That machine doesn't care what the subject of the picture is. It just prints them out right one after the other. The Excalibur uh, machine is a digital printer. So we have 10 print heads with all different colors. And it's the same thing. Once we upload uh, the information into the software, that machine will print a different tile one right after the other. It doesn't matter. So again, that's the mass customization piece where if you need one replacement tile and you're, you know, one of the major brands, and we could do that. If you wanted to do a bespoke lobby rug design out of carpet tile, you know, we could do that. So it's definitely the speed, the color space, and the ability to print and register is something um, that only we can do, but really carves out our spot in the industry. Has there been a huge demand? Is that why Millican invested so much into this? Well, we're the leaders in print and we're scientists and we're very nerdy and we always want to see what we can do, you know. Um, So we're just pushing the envelope. We want to be the very best and we want to maintain our position. You know, we also know that uh, print is like a technology. Mm -hmm. So it's just like your cell phone or your TV. If you have a cell phone from 10 years ago, uh, I probably can't do the things that we expect it to do now. And so we wanted to do the same thing. We wanted to constantly, you know, offer more colors and more clarity, more depth of color. So all of the things that do make a difference in terms of design and in some regards also in performance, um, that's what we're really focused on. So some of it's coming from, you know, uh, meeting with a customer and needing to provide a solution on quick turnaround times and lower minimums. Um, and some of it's just our desire to always be doing more. And, and the, go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, just, just briefly, the uh, and the industry itself, we're leading the way uh, towards tile in hospitality. 
Uh, if you look back years ago in commercial, it, it was Broadloom and now it's almost all, I think it is all tile now almost. Right. And now we're leading the way, uh, again, doing, we're the only ones who, who, who do what we do. And, and it's, it's, it's very exciting because it's a lot, it's a lot of hard work from everybody. And, and we're, we're starting to make big headway with the brands. Very that made one made me think of one thing. I'm sorry, Craig, but the, you know, thinking about the industry, you know, driving the need for you know these advancements. Mm-hmm. We know that people get the benefit of modular carpet tile. It's easy to replace, easier to install, more flexible. Um, but if it looks like an office building, it doesn't work for hospitality, right? We still have a very specific aesthetic that is key in our segment and so that gives us a reason to you know make these advancements and and these innovations because the look is still very important and we know that if you know hopefully if people have the option of something that is really functional and practical but still looks like what they want then they'll make the switch so is Millican actually going out and providing the information and the product uh to the various uh, markets and shows globally. Are you reinvesting since the pandemic's over and people are able to travel? Yeah, we have. So this uh, was the first year that we participated in HD and will also be in our own space at BDNY. So 23 was kind of our return to the big shows since the pandemic. Uh, we also participate in some regional shows, whether they're sponsored by the customer or NEWH, for example. So we are trying to get out in front of the customers and we did a lot of virtual presentations when I first started. Um, it's very hard to hold people's attention right. on a 30 minute, you know, Teams meeting, uh, but we tried. And um, so what we find is when we tell our story and we show the images and the videos that support it, people get it. Uh, we also have invested in bringing, you know, key customers to our facility, both to see our plant and this Excalibur technology, as well as to our corporate office, which is on a 600 acre arboretum. It's just beautiful here. Um, So we definitely are investing on sharing that or invested in sharing that message because we know that, um, you know, it works when people see it. Does Millican uh, take in comments or ideas from their clients and share shares wealth of information and says okay well we need to try this out oh if we don't i'd be upset yeah Yeah. oh it's kind of it's sort of funny there are kind of two ways to innovate right one is to come up with it and then to market it and convince people that it's important and necessary that's not really the best way to do it uh i i definitely feel you know our team understands that when you listen to the customer, you don't have to be very creative in the solutions. If you just listen, people will tell you uh, what they need. And so what we try to do is take that information and kind of apply it to what we do and then present it to our, you know, creative and, and technical teams to say, how do we solve this problem? Whether that's a design problem, a performance problem. So yes, the, the best innovation comes from the customer and that's where you have two ears and one mouth. Yeah. Um, sometimes hard for me. I like to talk. <laughs> uh, well, but- well, I mean, a great example of that is we had a customer trip a couple of years ago where everyone was calling our print technology in the market 
precision dye, digital dye. And the customer goes, well, why don't you just call it print? It's print. And that was the cornerstone of our shift in modular landscapes. We just started print, print, print. We didn't, we didn't try to hide it. So that's a quick example of listening to customers. So part of the design collective, uh, is there an eternal team that just everyone comes together from various sectors, various departments and starts creating and coming up with ideas collectively? Yeah, so our domestic team is based in our headquarters here. So the same building where I am, and they have a big area where they're always laying out the product, you know, ideas and concepts that they're working on. So there's kind of inherent collaboration just as you're walking to your desk. Uh, We have a new collection that our contract team is launching at Neocon next week that is going to be absolutely beautiful for hospitality and senior living. So there's some great collaboration there. Um, and then we also have uh, a follow-up meeting with our uh, design team where, you know, residential, commercial, hospitality, and some global um, teams will come together and kind of present the trends as they saw them at the different shows that we attended. So that will hopefully foster some really great idea sharing um, and collaboration too. And, and our, being in, in hospitality with 90, 90 95% custom, we get a lot of great ideas from our customers. So great it's, point. you know, we, there are a lot of, lot of collections that we've made through the years spun off of an idea. So again, listening to the customer. Right, right, right. So what is the process for the design team in actually incorporating various designs or new product? Is there a specified process that Millican kind of guides them or is it being creative, just go out and do it? So what I understand from our creative team, and I joke, I'm creative enough to appreciate it, but not nearly enough to do it. So you take this with a great assault. But, um, you know, what I have seen of their work process is that it, it tends to, to come from the customer first. They have a concept. Maybe the design firm is working on something. They want to be um, true to the area or the segment. And so they'll bring kind of some concepts. Maybe it's a painting that they like or something Um, And then our design team will kind of work on a couple of different concepts that translate into repeatable pattern. That's kind of the hard thing, you know, that they've helped me see is it's one thing to be a great designer, Mm -hmm. but to design repeating patterns is a whole other, you know, ball of wax. And so that's what our team does so well is really their consultants. So they work kind of back and forth and then they, you know, share the concepts and usually they will get direction from the customer on which one to move forward with. And then they'll continue to work through the rest of the project. If there's different scales that are needed or different components, they kind of get the primary one and then build out the rest of the way. And and we have design leaders at the plant too. So Uh they are, our our designers in Spartanburg will work with the plant to make sure that we can run it. So Mm -hmm and achieve the look that we're trying. Fantastic. So we've talked about innovation quite often uh, in the discussion. So does uh, Millican have an innovation lab? Well, I mean, I guess we probably have a lot of testing things at the plant and really our whole, you know, the, our, our corporate ethos is curious minds and inspired solutions. So the whole campus here, certainly in South Carolina, Um, If you walk across the street on the way to our cafeteria, you would pass our chemical labs. So we have actual labs here. And then we have kind of our design collective studios that have product laid out and and have meetings and this all kind of out in the open 
uh, for everybody to see and the new concept bases or designs, you know, are, are here. It's a fun place to walk around and snoop a little bit. Well, you mentioned that you're scientists. So I'm envisioning people in white coats and, you know. Oh, yeah. Secure that's the real area. deal. That's yeah, the real yeah. Deal. That's, yep. Wow, that's fantastic. Is there anything you'd like to share and, and tell us about that I haven't asked yet? I think, you know, continuous Probably. random is one of the things I'm most excited about. We'll be having some of that product come out, more designs and more options um, coming out soon. And, and we'll have a really beautiful space at BDNY. So we're looking forward to, to showing off in New York. And our most recent uh, kind of preview of a collection at HD was called Art Made. And it's a really neat concept because it goes all the way back to a printmaking um, workshop that our design team did. So go on as far back to the, you know, craft that you could and then reimagining and reinterpreting with our latest technology um, to get some really incredible uh, kind of different motifs and different size repeats. So ArtMade will be launching um, in the next month. So keep an eye out for that. Fantastic. And I, I would say that it's just so coming off the HD show and then we have an event tomorrow night, uh, Hospitality Product Awards. And in the BDMY show, it, it's just so happy. Everyone's so happy to see each other at a show, no matter what. Competitors, everyone's just so happy to be out and about. So yeah. it, it, let's hope it keeps going. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if, if there's one thing to say about Milliken and what it's not a two minute elevator pitch, <laughs> um, but being Milliken employees, what you're most proud of as part of this family, I guess. Corporate family. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm proud that we truly live our values. I mean, I think that authenticity is very hard to find, um, but it's so important. Specifically, you know, I'm sure to everybody, but to me personally, that was really really important because I've always, you know, poured my heart and soul into whatever I was doing, and so I like working for a company that is doing the right thing, both for its people, its customers and our planet. So that's something that um, inspires me to come to work every day for a, a company and also the team. You know, we have so much fun. We get a lot done. We do a lot with a little um, and and we really know who we are. So I think that, you know, Brian said, we're proud of that. Like, why would we not talk about print when we are so obviously the clear leaders and we know what kind of solutions it's bringing? Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm proud of that. And I, as Brian said, I'm a little competitive, but we're going to be doing a lot more uh, in the future and we're going to continue to stay true to who we are and, and do what we do. I, I would say, as Ali said, values, we have high ethics, great people. Everyone wants to help each other. We have a lot of smart people in the company, and it 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 it's a big family. And particularly our group, uh, we're we're a smaller group, and our industry is the best industry to be in. Hospitality, everybody's friendly. It's just everyone wants to help each other. Even the well, maybe not the competitors, but the the customers. <laughs> uh, but it, I'm very very proud. Yeah. Huh? You have to be competitive. Absolutely. Strength and your value, you know? Absolutely. So. We like to win, but yes. we also have lots of competitor friends. So it's a yes. very nice industry, I would say, across the board. And and when you know who you are and what you do, you know, mm -hmm. you can be very focused on that. And there are other people who are really good at other things. And that's 
great, but we're going to be Millican and we're going to bring those solutions because we believe in them. So, And because of the pandemic, how have you seen the hospitality sector really change? I'll let you go, Brian. Yeah, I would say back, back to uh, customers not being in the office every day, uh, mm-hmm. projects taking longer. Uh, I, I, one thing I noticed last year, and I think is already starting to happen this year is a lot of people are taking their vacation in June, July, and August. So that that's an interesting, so it, it, when it was a little bit slow, I think it's going to be even slower with just projects taking longer to, to, mm-hmm. to get to the finish line. Um, and again, I I've never seen so many people so happy to see each other at every, every big event. It is just unbelievable. Real people, real faces. Real faces, not not real on Real hugs. Yes. Real hugs, real everything. <laughs> Have you seen the design aspect of people kind of testing mm-hmm. the design and uh, aesthetics, especially with your carpet tile, now that that's a product that they can actually have? Yeah, we're seeing the doors open, I think, because of the constrained budgets and the attention around sustainability. Um, So being able to reduce the waste is very attractive. And nine times out of 10, carpet tile will do a better job of that, the material utilization, than a broadloom. So I think for sure, modularity is being accepted uh, a lot more than it was previously. So I think... um, you know, that's a part of it. And then something I've kind of noticed is that people, you know, whether again, it's sustainability or budgets, those sort of go hand in hand, there's similar goals, um, mm-hmm. or paths to get there, but the, the focus on doing design that's going to last, you know, we have this ugly out before it wears out kind of problem in floor covering. Right. And so certainly in the hard surface products, which we, we sell, uh, resilient flooring as well as carpet, but wanting to pick something a little bit more traditional. So there's been a resurgence of these natural wood tones that I've noticed pretty strong in the LVT world where it used to be a little more kind of taupes and warm grays. And um, so that kind of natural tones has really come out uh, as far as design Mm -hmm. in the last year, I would say even. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You nailed it with that answer. That, that's exactly what, what we're seeing. And I know sustainability is an important factor and element yeah. for Milliken. Do you see sustainability p- playing a, a larger role and importance um, value in the market, both nationally and globally? I, I would sure. say, Oh, go ahead, Allie. Okay. Well, I was just going to say definitely globally, you know, Europe is pretty far advanced, I think, from the domestic market. Um, So we have, you know, uh, to pay attention there. But um, what we see is that the big brands are all very focused on sustainability. They have published, you know, goals to their stakeholders. Mm -hmm. They're out in the open. Um, The trickle down kind of impact, I think, is it's a very complicated animal from a specification standpoint. So what I kind of see happening is that they're the operating uh, sustainability, like, you know, lower use water and not as much waste in the, um, you know, bath products or food waste. That stuff sort of has taken precedence because it's easier to attack than the FF&E side. Uh, but certainly everybody wants to do the right thing. So I think it's about giving, you know, the right solutions that you can't have a price, you know, difference of 
30% and get specified just for sustainability. But certainly it's an expectation of specifiers now that it's almost like a given. Well, of course, it has to have a sustainable um, component. And so that's sort of how I see kind of the sustainability piece playing out. And everybody wants to do more, but I'm not sure they exactly know how to I get know, after yeah. that animal. It's so huge. Well, it's also an educational component that a lot of people just, they hear the word and they don't understand it. And the, yeah. the cause and effect of it. Is Melican helping educate those customers the value of sustainability? Absolutely. I mean, we're, we're looking at our modular landscapes, you know, solution. A big part of that is, um, you know, reducing waste and lower embodied carbon. Um, you know, you start talking about embodied carbon and then ESG and again, people's eyes kind of glaze over. So, um, <laughs> so there's, yeah, and, and it's changing, right? And it depends on who you're talking to the financial markets call it ESG. We call it just sustainability. So I think we have to do a good job making those uh, conversations more digestible and also recognizing that floor covering is one product that a designer is specifying. So if it's too complicated and look, we got scientists here, so we can, we can go deep on this stuff. Not me, (laughs) but we got a lot of PhDs that can do that. And so making sure we're really keeping it focused and digestible and uh, while still innovating in circular, you know, materials. So Mm -hmm. we know in 20 years, we're going to get it back. And that's something that we're doing uh, internally, you know, thinking very long-term about it. And one of the things Allie did when, when she was in the development side in the presentations with, uh, say, 15, 20, 25 percent savings in carpet tile or waste, uh, it was how many miles? It was equivalent to 12,000 miles, 100 trees or, you know, right, right, we right. It brought it into a more human where people could grasp it, right. especially yeah. our sales team, you know, telling the story. Yeah, the carbon equivalent to them so they can yeah. actually digest it. Right. Yeah. Right. We don't know what 5,000 kilograms of carbon right. is. It's so <laughs> abstract, but you know what the impact of cutting down 355 trees is Absolutely. or driving 12,000 miles in your right. car. So, again, just trying to put that in a language that everyday people um, will understand and it means something too, because it's, it's easier to make a good sustainable design decision. If you're thinking in terms of, wow, this, if I just switch to this product, I could save 400 trees, then 6,000 grams or kilograms of carbon. Mm-hmm. Now, is One's easier to ignore. Is sustainability a priority for Milligan in each product that it produces and creates? Absolutely. I mean, we kind of touched on that long legacy, you know, right. the Milligan family has been, uh, you know, we had the first wastewater treatment uh, facility at one of our manufacturing plants before there was an EPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've been doing this a long time and we're looking in the future. We feel like it's the right thing to do, but also good business. So there's that. We're making investments there. One product I'm really excited about that will launch next week at Neocon is a non-vinyl resilient product. And I've been in hard surface my whole career, and this has been kind of the holy grail, is to find, take the PVC out, mm-hmm. and but create a resilient flooring that looks like wood, that performs like wood, and doesn't cost an arm and a leg more than vinyl. And we've done that um, with Merge Forward is the name of that product. So that'll be launching next week. 
Um, so, and again, that's with circularity in mind, right? We're thinking right. not just in the next five years, but that's developed with a chemistry. The ingredients are things that when we get it back in 20 years, we'll be able to recycle it back into itself. Is Merge Forward for the hospitality sector or the residential or both? It'll be both. I think it'll be a really nice crossover. Most LVT, you know, as long as the wear layer is right, will go from contract to hospitality right. and residential tends to get a little less performance than probably we need. Um, but that product was specifically designed for hospitality, healthcare, and education. The three segments that are really focused on taking vinyl out of, um, of properties. That must be exciting for Milliken to be launching that. Yeah. It is. This will be a big one. It's a biggie. Well, congrats on early. Congrats on that. Thank you. Any closing comments, words of wisdom? Well, I certainly don't have those, Brian. (laughs) No, I'm. I'm. I'm, I don't have any. (laughs) No, it's just a big thank you to you for having us on your show. I'm really excited to be a part of it, and a big consumer of podcasts. Yes. Most of my good. stories, instead of like one time at Bandcamp, most of my stories start with one podcast, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast I was listening to. So thank you to that and, and for all you do to bring people together to talk about design in the industry. Absolutely. I think it's an important factor. And again, it's, it's about education and knowing who's out there and the people behind the design and the design industry. Um, but it's been a pleasure and an honor to have you both on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You. It's a pleasure. Today's episode is brought to you by Milliken, a one-stop shop for any and every flooring need.